on the anniversary of VED at 10 o'clock on Friday morning, outside the manse, we, we did a flag break. And then uh, an hour later at 11 o'clock, we lowered it to half-mast for our two-minute silence and then raised it again. Our flag, of course, was the United uh, the Union uh, Jack, uh, the flag of the United Kingdom, a flag that has three different parts, three different colours, uh, speaks of being a nation of nations joined together. While we might have one queen and her government in Westminster, there are also devolved administrations in other parts of the country who also legislate, who at times bring laws and procedures that might be different and reflect different culture or history, politics and the geographical context. We might be hearing something of that this weekend as regards the first gentle steps out of lockdown and how the nations are approaching it slightly differently. The one church of Jesus Christ comprises many people with different traditions, different languages, different interpretations of God's word formed by the Holy Spirit. What we imagine to be right for us and revealed to us may not be the way the Spirit is leading another. Yet there may also be certain basics, some solid, some basic things that we are just there that we can't deviate from. Peter's letters to the early church were sent to new Christians in part of the world that we now consider to be Turkey. He wanted them to discover something of their new identity, to be fed with something that would be good, something that they would get a firm start on and be able to live their life as followers of Jesus, having confidence as God's people. The community that they lived in was hostile to them. And the church was having a bit of a hard time understanding who they were. And some of us might be struggling with our current situation, who we are and what we do. Who we are as a church that doesn't meet within a building. For others, there can be different pressures. Uh, for nurses and doctors working in intensive care, pressures that we can only imagine. And although we might be aware that the Prime Minister's got to say something tonight, it probably won't really change things instantly, will it? And for some of us, not for the foreseeable future. And that means we're not likely to be back in the building at the drop of a hat. One Peter, however, says the church is not a building, but we are the living stones. We are Jesus's temple. We are constructed with Christ, our cornerstone. The passage Lindsay brought us it takes us on quite a development curve, doesn't it? It takes us from being babies seeking milk to being a royal priesthood. And on the way in between called us to be living stones. 
yet we're actually being all three at the same time. Uh, the milk we are to drink is an unadulterated reading and an interpretation of God's word, inspired by the Spirit, not with anything of earthliness, but it is there as pure so that we can be nourished and learn and grow. And that's as it was 2,000 years ago. And that's how it is for us now. Their key aspect of identity in Peter's eyes, however, was not that they were new to the faith or that they come from a particular part of Europe or that they may worship in a certain way or even in their rejection by the wider community. No, those were not the things they were to get identity from. Their identity comes from the fact that God has chosen and called them to be his people. Unlike the Old Testament, where it was men from a certain tribe who became priests, we see something different here. In the New Testament, we see God has chosen all believers, male and female, a whole people, a nation of believers, not a certain type of person, to be the priesthood. Now, by the word priesthood, what Peter generally means is someone who can bring prayers to God and draw near in worship. It had been understood all others, other than priests, had to be distant. They gave their sacrifice to the priest, the priest took it into the temple. But as I was saying on Good Friday, with the curtain rips apart, we can each come close to the Heavenly Father. God is ready to receive from you and give his response to you. But why can we do that? Why is this the case? Why do we get an audience with the one who created all, the one who is above all of this realm that we know? It is because God delights in each believer. They are to him a special possession, person of great worth. And that's what he thinks of you. Maybe you are unsure of what people think of you. Too often people think of their value as being rooted in earthly dimensions. Maybe in their wealth or their profession or their looks or other aspects of body image. And they seek reassurances that they might not always receive. But that's not how God sees you. His conversation doesn't begin with what your job is or whether you even have a job. God, the one above all eternity, looks at things in a different way. He sees you. He sees you as you are, and he loves you. He cares for you. He knows you are valuable. You are a very important person, so much so that he sent his son to earth that you 
might know God's love and choose to respond to his offer to be forgiven and eternal life. The point of Peter's passage is to say, don't think of yourself with that old worldly national identity. Eat on God's wonderful nourishing word. Don't think of yourself as those who are unjust, unrighteous, unkind see you. But love yourself as God loves you. And that way you will be able to live for God and love others as God loves them. That you may serve his purpose and seek his coming kingdom.